Hey everybody, it's Talia. Welcome back to another episode of Jehovah Jireh. This week we are continuing our teaching on iniquities and how they affect us and our bloodline. So without further ado, here's the new episode. Hi, I want to welcome you back to Jehovah Jireh. First of all, I want to say thanks for tuning in. Uh, this week's topic is once again on iniquity. For too long, I think that we as a society are desensitized to sin. We no longer have a clear line or ability to realize truth. We don't realize what sin is. We don't realize when we're subjecting it on others and how we're made up of sin. And I think we have to deal with that in order to repent properly, in order to go to God with a sincere heart for forgiveness and confession and repentance, to accept what the cross has did for us. The blood accomplished so much. We need to realize what sin is. We are not sensitive to sin anymore. As a matter of fact, it's become our norm. Our children do whatever they want to do, and they don't realize that there are repercussions because of the sin. And we as parents don't even realize that there are repercussions because of sin. It's the sin of our forefathers, the sin in our lineage, our sin, the sin of our children, the sin of the blood-brought covenants that we have through generation and generation. So I want to touch on that subject. First of all, I want to pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, allow your people to hear what the Spirit is saying. Allow your people to hear the Lord, to see the covenants. Take the blinders off their eyes, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, allow the Son of God to be manifest, to destroy every work of the devil from the very depths of hell in this moment. I loose the manifestation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, tearing to pieces every design of the devil in the kingdom of darkness, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I want to deal with sin. A part of the reason why we are cursed in different areas and these things continue from generation to generation, poverty is passed on. There are people under designs of failure, financial ruin, poverty, debt, divorce, family destruction, sickness, accidents, incidents, and many other things because of iniquities. Iniquities that haven't been dealt with and the blood of Jesus has not been appropriated over these iniquities. First of all, it is God's desire to free us. And we as believers should be taking back those things that were lost because of the iniquities of the forefathers and ourselves. Once we become a believer, we must appropriate the blood of God. We must appropriate the finished work of the cross. It did so many things. And thank God it dealt with our transgressions and our iniquities. The, our very peace is upon him. And uh, by his stripes we're healed. So God's blood was shed. Jesus' blood was shed so that we could get back all that was lost in the garden. So that everything that Adam and Eve lost, we could obtain through this blood. So when you ask people, most Christians and people know that Jesus died for our sins. 
but not just for our sins. He died for dominion and power and authority in the heavens to take over Satan's ability to have power over us, to, to put us in prisons and in captivity. God wants us to take back the land. He wants us to take back our children, take back our houses, take back our schools, take back nations, take back countries, counties, cities. He wants us to take back those things that are lost for his kingdom purposes and for the fulfillment of the cross how dare we let jesus cross be in vain how dare we let the son of god die and his blood be shed and we not take full advantage of all the things it did for us it redeemed us back it paid a price god paid a price for us with his only begotten son not only does his blood heal us his body was hung on a tree so that he could take on the curses so that we wouldn't have to live through them so that no longer would death be passed on disease be passed on from generation to generation fornication be passed on adultery be passed on children out of wedlock be passed on and all the sins of our forefather murdering you know we ask ourselves sometimes why did this happen to us why does this happen? Why does this happen? Well, clearly, because we haven't dealt with the iniquities of the generations before us. Nicodemus asks, why do we have to be born again? And we have to be born again because we have to be born up under a new bloodline because of our gene pool. And so just like we have to be born with a new bloodline, we have to deal with the iniquities that our ancestors, our forefathers, our grandmothers, our mother and father uh, committed unless our children, unless we will, and generations to come will repeat the same things. We're seeing it today. Sin is running rapid and we're asking ourselves, what do we do? In order for us to get justice on any level, we're going to have to deal with these iniquities. In order for us to get freedom, we are going to have to deal with these iniquities. In order for us to deal with poverty, we are going to have to deal with these iniquities. In order for us to stop molestation and rape from running through our bloodlines, from damaging our children, we are going to have to deal with these iniquities. Our children are being kidnapped and used for sexual pedophiles because we haven't dealt with the iniquities of the land. We are going to have to deal with iniquities. We are going to have to deal with our forefathers' iniquities so that we can be free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, I want to start off with this scripture. And the scripture is from the book of Psalms. And it's Psalms 51. It says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me? That's in the Amplified. Listen, it's saying I was brought forth in a state of wickedness. And sin, my mother conceived me. And from my beginning, I too was sinful. Behold, I was brought forth in a state of iniquity. My mother sinful who conceived me. And I too am sinful. So what do we do? What do we do? You know... Iniquities are those besetting sins that we do and that hunt us down. 
they actually run us down. They run us down to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. To keep us in bondage. To keep us slave from freedom. These iniquities that I am talking about, they run you down. They run your children down. They ran our grandparents down. They ran our mothers down. They're running a nation down. Because there is always the accuser of the brethren that is accusing us day and night in the courtrooms of heaven of these iniquities, of these accusations. And the psalmist says that he accomplishes a diligent search. Iniquities are enemies, though we commit them. We commit them sometimes with not even knowledge of them. Sometimes they're, they're so a part of who we are, we commit them without even knowing. But I have good news for you. The Bible says that Jesus shed blood for our iniquity. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share with you Isaiah 53. I'm going to start here. It says, Who have believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him a tender plant, and as a shoot out of a dry ground, he have no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Here's the key. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. By Jesus' stripes we are healed. We are not only healed of diseases, but we are healed of transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. So there is a place in Christ shedding his blood that we must appropriate that blood for our iniquities. First, we have to confess our iniquities. And some of our iniquities are so deep, actually, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us iniquities. But we have to confess our iniquities, and not only our iniquities, but our mother's, our father's iniquities, our grandmother, our lineage, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. Um, God wants us free of these iniquities, but confession is important. We must confess these iniquities. And in order to confess something, you must first know that you are full of iniquities. In actuality, uh, you were born in iniquity. So at conception, your mother actually, when the sperm and the egg met, you were conceived in iniquity. You were shaping in your mother's womb in iniquity. That iniquity has been passed to you from the umbilical cord. And all the umbilical cords to come before you were passed on iniquities that they shaped and formed who you are. They shape you in the sins that you commit. And without deliverance and the blood of Jesus and the remission of our sins and without him redeeming us back from those transgressions, from those iniquities, we will continue to do so and we will be held captive in prison by Satan. If you want to be free, 
If you want your sons and your daughters to be free, if you desire healing of the nation, we must first repent. We must repent. God is calling us to repentance, repentance for the nation, repentance for our houses, repentance for our children, repentance for ourselves, repentance for our lineage, repentance for our land, repentance for our states, repentance for our city, so that we can begin to take back the things that Satan has stole from us and took from us. That is God's desire. That is why he sent his son, not only to redeem us and to save us, but to take back what was lost from the garden. God is always trying to put back his original plan for us, a plan of good, a plan of love, a plan of purpose, and we don't get it. But from your mother's womb, I tell you that you were conceived in sin. You were born into sin. And so at your very conception, you were born into sin. So we have to appropriate the blood. And that's why the finished work of the cross is so important. Because without Jesus, there is nothing that can forgive us of our sin. There is nothing without accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You cannot be forgiven for sins. You need his blood. You need his blood and you need to learn how to appropriate it. You need to appropriate it over your iniquities. You need to appropriate it over your transgressions. You need to know that it redeemed you back. You need to realize that he shed it in seven areas so that you could take your dominion, power, and authority back over Satan so that you no longer have to be held captive and that you can win, that you can be victorious in Christ Jesus The Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are actually healed through this blood of Jesus so that we don't have to live with sickness. But we don't have to pass on these dreadful uh, things that are happening to us. And murder that's following, all the sin that's following behind our children, pedophiles, All the sin, Jesus brought back all these sins with a price. Jesus paid for all this sin with a price on the cross, and he declared that it was a finished work. We have just yet to appropriate that finished work with the blood of Jesus Christ. All power belongs to God. And that blood is so powerful, it did everything we need. It took back everything we need. You know, in Isaiah 53, it goes on to say after that, from Isaiah 53, verse six, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare the generation for he was cut out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken and he was and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence neither was any deceit in his mouth yet it pleased the lord to bruise him he hath put him to grief 
when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. His soul is an offering for our sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Jesus paid a price for us. And then it goes on to say in verse 11, he shall see he shall see of the travail of the soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. People, our iniquities have to be bared by the Lord Jesus Christ and through his blood. We have got to confess our iniquities. We have got to begin to be sensitive to sin, the transgression of our people. We need to be free from iniquities that keep us captivated. Jesus came to set the captive free. The Bible says that he took captive captivity. That means that we're locked up in these sins and this wages of war that Satan has for us. He freed us already. We have yet to appropriate the blood of Jesus Christ, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. We are being held captive by our iniquities, by our transgressions and our sins. We need to free our children. We need to free our cities. Our kids are being murdered in the streets because we have yet to deal with our iniquities. We need bloodline cleansing. We need to appropriate the blood and appropriate the power. We need to take back those things that Satan is stealing from us. He's robbing. He's destroying. He's killing our young people on a daily basis. Mothers are wounded in their hearts because Satan is robbing them of their children. Early death. Listen, we need to deal with our iniquities appropriately and appropriately dealing with our iniquities is dealing with them through the blood of Jesus Christ, the finished work. It is the only way. There is no other answer than the blood of Jesus. Okay, so you're saying to yourself, who needs this forgiveness? Each and every one of us needs this forgiveness. Each and every one of us needs to repent. In actuality, grandparents, mothers and fathers of newborn babies, grandparents, we need to, as soon as the babies arrive, Declare and decree that they belong to the Lord. Repent of our iniquities. Ask God to cleanse them of the bloodline that we've given them and the sins and the iniquities of our forefathers that we've passed on to them. Let's begin to ask God and declare and decree over your children as they're born into this world. Why they're in your stomach. They have been conceived in your iniquities. And we need to realize that. And we need to begin to declare and decree why they're in our womb. And, and appropriate the blood right over them. So that Satan doesn't snatch them away from us. Declare that they belong to God. Repent of, of the iniquities that you bore them in confess to the Lord. I bore uh, my children. I bear them in my room. They were conceived of my iniquities or shaping in there through the months with iniquities that have been passed on through the umbilical cords of my mother, her mother and the mother before us and our fathers and uh, of the generations and, and repent of these atrocious iniquities, all of us. And I, I'm telling you, every ethnic group has their own iniquities to repent of also on a private sector. I'm going to tell you this. We are one human race, 
but we are made up of different ethnic groups. And we, as ethnic groups, have different challenges, um, uh, different belief systems that challenge our uh, upbringing, that challenged our lineage, and we need to address those things as well. I'm telling you, we're coming into the season where God wants us to be set free because there's not going to be an excuse. And all of us, and I mean every, every person breathing, every baby breathing, has been born into iniquities. We have iniquities that have followed us. Us, it, it makes up who we are. It makes up our challenges. It makes up the things that tackle us. It makes up the very fibers of who we are. And we need that blood to, and we need to repent. We need to repent for our forefathers, repent for our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. Repent for those of us that hated God, who hated his commandments, who thought them to be grievous. They're not grievous, and we need to stop looking at everything. We're, We're a lawless people, and we need to repent for that also. God has built a kingdom, and there abides law and order in that kingdom, just like we have law and order here. And if we didn't have it, all kinds of catastrophes would be happening amongst each other. We would be killing at will, taking at will, if there wasn't anything to stop us. And so God's kingdom is set up in that way too. And so we have to begin to tell the Lord we love him because we have no excuse because the Bible says that God has given us power to become the sons of God. So he has given us power to become the sons of God. So he's given us power just like Jesus has that authority. Through Christ, we have that authority. Through Christ and his blood, we have the ability to become the sons of God. We need to appropriate the blood of Jesus. We need to be set free. We need our households set free. Charity begins at home and then it spreads abroad. We need to set our households free so that we can go in the byways and set the captives free. Uh, That's what we're called to do. To take back those things which are lost and stolen from Satan and his kingdom. And we need to begin to do those things. We as Christians, I'm talking to Christians, believers, you are doing nothing with the blood of Jesus. And you will answer for it. I'm talking to young people. God is ready to use you. God is ready to endow you with power from the Holy Spirit. He's ready to use you. He wants to use our young people. He wants to use our old people. He wants us to be fruitful and multiply in that fruit. And he's coming soon. We don't have time. And we haven't took back anything. Satan has taken territory from us. He's taken land from us. He's taken our children. He's taken the prophets. You know... Babies are getting aborted at a rapid rate, but not only are they getting aborted, they're being murdered once they get here. They are being smothered at a rate, at a ridiculous rate. Uh, I was talking to my brother and he gave me the statistics on it. And it, it was mind blowing that are actually rolling over on their children, smothering them. Do you know what we're doing? We're killing the prophets. 
We are killing the prophets. No longer are the prophets here and we're killing them. We're killing them in the womb before they get here. We're killing them once they get here. God has sent his children to us. He's sending the prophets to us and we're killing them off. Whose design is that? It's Satan. It is Satan. And guess what? By us not repenting, by us living in sin, these sins are running us down. These iniquities are running us down. And these things are happening to us. And we're wondering, oh, how did this happen? Grandmothers are hurt. Mothers, fathers, they're hurt. They're destroyed. And you're saying, how did this happen to me? How did this happen to them? Because the iniquities of your forefather, you're bearing from generation to generation of those that hate me. Who hates God, you're saying? You hate him. You're hating hating him if you're rebelling against the word. If you're rebelling against his commandments. If you're rebelling against his authority, his power, his blood. If you're rebelling against Jesus. And let me tell you something. If you if you're not doing what God, if you're not living in obedience, you're rebelling. And rebellion is as a spirit of witchcraft. So in actuality, you're bringing the spirit of witchcraft upon you and your family. And we have to begin to realize these things. We need to repent, repent for the kingdom is near. God is so near and he wants his people to be free. He's willing, mercifully willing to give you the opportunity to confess, to repent, to turn from your wicked ways, to ask God to forgive you. To repent and through the blood of Jesus, through the through the blood of Jesus, repentance is for you. You can obtain repentance by simply confessing your iniquities, your sins, transgressions. And I would begin by saying, Lord, those ones that I'm aware of and those ones that I'm not. God, go back into my lineage. The Holy Spirit knows the Holy Spirit knows. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit with a pure heart, desiring freedom, desiring the will of God. God is there to reveal to you what you need to repent of. We need to repent. We need to be set free so that we can do the will of the Lord, so that we can set the captives free. You cannot give away what you haven't obtained. Hey everybody, it's Talia and I want to wrap up this episode with this week's food for thought. It is coming from 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33 and it says, Do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. I thought this was very fitting because we have been talking about accountability And a part of accountability is accounting for the relationships that we have built and the relationships that we are putting ourselves into. As we begin to learn these new lessons and learn these new things, I really want you to focus on the relationships and the company that you keep. Because as this, as we just heard from this verse, bad company ruins good morals. You don't want your good morals ruined because then you'll have ill intentions and God judges the heart. So... Let's take the time to make sure that we are really building good relationships with people with good morals and good intentions. I just want to remind you guys that we can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. (laughs) 
be sure to comment, like, rate us, tell a friend to tell a friend. Be blessed, be well, and we'll see you guys next week. It's